Guru Nation, thank you for checking out another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. If this is your first time here, or maybe not, I appreciate it. Like, subscribe, leave a review. I really appreciate it. I wanted to get my sponsors out of the way. The first one is my DSCS site network. We help sites get studies, help them do their budgets, help them with SOPs, a shoulder to cry on, anything you can think of. We help sites across the country do. The more sites in our network, the easier it is for us to get studies and from sponsors and CROs directly. If you're interested, check out the link in the show notes, a low monthly subscription fee. That's my company. Also, CRA Academy. If you're interested in learning how to become a CRA, check out the CRA Academy. The only program out there with a real internship opportunity through my CRO for all graduates of the Academy. Also, CRC Academy, same thing, but for coordinators with real internship opportunities. And now I wanted to get to my sponsors who help make this show consistently available to you and well-produced. First one is Viva Site Vault. Links in the show notes. Free electronic investigator site file. Free digital signatures. Free delegation of authorities log, all digital, go paperless. It's completely free. If you ever wanted to try going digital, at least for the investigator site file, check out Viva, link in the show notes. Next is Versatrial. It keeps your study portals organized. It's collaborative. So all staff at your site can get access and use it. We have 12 15 links sometimes per study to different portals. This keeps everything in one place. It keeps all your passwords. So it's just one click. And it also has an amazing feasibility tool to help you do feasibility surveys a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently for free. Next sponsor is Creo. This is the only one that's not free, but I think it's well worth it. It's eSource, it's eReg, it's CTMS, it's patient recruitment, it's patient payments. And you don't need to try all those things at once. You pay for what you need, but it is amazing. Once you start using it, most likely for the e-source, you're gonna want the CTMS. You're gonna want the automatic invoicing. So when you click on your e-source, dry ice was used for a lab, it will automatically send the invoice to the sponsor for the dry ice, saves you time. Countless things like this in Creo, amazing tool, check it out. Next sponsor is Inato for experienced sites. If you wanna get studies for free, Inato's the way to go. I just got my first study recently through Inato. It did take a few studies for me to filter through, but Inato actually does a really good job of making sure that it's a study that you actually wanna take. And they even do one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls with you and your PI or whomever from the site wants to join to see if a study is the right fit for you. And it's absolutely free. They get nothing out of it. I think the sponsors pay them on the back end. And it's amazing. So check it out. Inato, link underneath in the show notes, free. Finally, my last sponsor, 1N Health. This is a central patient recruitment vendor. They currently do not work with sites. But if you're a sponsor or a CRO, they are the best. I've used all of them. I've been doing this for 17 years plus. They are the best leads, the best interface for coordinators. You can text patients directly from the portal. 
they literally saved one of my studies recently, both at my site. We were just screen failing patients left and right until we finally used one end health and we got ourselves a respectable randomization number all through one end health. And they also did this entire study wide sponsor was able to end enrollment successfully because of them. I've never used, I've never been a fan of central patient recruitment vendors. This is the best one. Check them all out. Links in the show notes. With that being said, enjoy the show. Live, live, live. And we're live, guys and gals. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. Or if you're in London, probably evening. Um, This is going to be like maybe like a reality check for a lot of people running sites or about to run sites. And it's counterproductive to my business because we help a lot of brand new site owners get started. But it's the reality. There's it's a hot market at the site level. It's still a hot market, guys. Right. Let's just start with that. You hear in the headlines, all these stories. Oh, layoff, mass layoff, mass layoff. No, at the sites. I don't know any site. That's a real site, not a bus driving around like a real site laying off. Do you? Yeah, you don't see a lot of overstaffed sites like really right like they almost always need more people you always mm-hmm. need you have too many studies going on rather than, than too few generally speaking yeah too <laughs> uh well okay i'd say laid off without cause if if someone like messes up then oh you know, but yeah but go but, yeah but yeah. i mean laid off due to like financial reasons like economic reasons it's yeah. like it's not happening at the site level so fake news right there. Like people are worried, like, oh, should I is this a good time to get in the industry? Yes. But you gotta go to sites. You're not gonna go to Pfizer or Ikevia and say, Hey, let me intern here. Like who's gonna do that? You go to a small site like Hightower. Well, Hightower is getting big. That's another yeah. podcast. Hey, no, that's okay. You wanna come if you wanna come make phone calls and uh, you know, pre screen patients, I'll I'll welcome you. Nice. So you, can, uh, can they work remote? So like if they live in Illinois, could they come work for you? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. What if they're just like a LinkedIn loudmouth and needs a little bit of extra money? <laughs> sure. What if they pocket, live in London? Can change. they work for you in London? Think about I mean, it. I think the, the, accent, the accent might work well here. I don't know. We'll Seriously. See. Yeah. yeah. The sun will never set on Hightower Research. <laughs> You've got high. people up, <laughs> up in the morning, late at night. Don't matter. We're pre-screening. Uh, All right, we'll get into growing your sites in another podcast, but this one's like about, uh, well, it kind of is building, growing, training, having that farm system, retaining, dealing with a hot market at the site level, like employees get poached regular on the reg. (laughs) And it's, you know Mm -hmm. what, as a business person, like, I don't like it, but I, on the other hand, I do like it because it's a challenge. And somehow I enjoy that, even though I'm going through like kind of semi, I wouldn't call it hell, but like purgatory because I can't start new studies I want until I get the, our current studies like stable. What do you guys feel about this? I mean, it, it's, it's a mixed, I'd say it's mixed feelings. And I, first of all, I mean, I will say not to toot my own horn, but I haven't lost any employees, you know, in the almost six years that we've started. So I'm going to knock on some wood right now. What's but the secret, I, man? Like, what's the secret? Yeah, we can, we can go into some of that. But I think, I mean, in some ways, you know, if 
an employee has an opportunity that I can't provide for them, then, I mean, that's great, man. You should go pursue that. And I, I mean, you can't help but feel at least a little bit good about helping somebody, you know, improve their, their situation, you know? And if, again, if I can't help support them, I've told people before, if you want to leave, you let me know, I will give you the most insane title so that you can get a great job somewhere mm -hmm. else. I'll call you the VP of whatever the hell you want. Uh, if that helps you, you know, get, get paid better down the road. That'd be a good um, title, actually. VP of whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Cause I mean, you know, ultimately like, you know, I, no one's going to care about my business as much as me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't expect them to regardless yep. of their pay, you know, like we, we are like, have our souls in this and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in it no matter what, but I don't expect that from, you know, somebody making a, you know, moderate wage. <laughs> so it's going to happen, you know, it just is what it is. So yeah, it sucks. And I do think it's like, uh, people underestimate how much, of a pain it is when a coordinator leaves, man, to turn all mm -hmm. that stuff over. And no matter what, you know, the new coordinator is going to be like, Oh, whoever did this before sucks. This is terrible. I got to fix it. It's, it's, it's always just a whole terrible domino effect uh, when a coordinator leaves. So it's potentially is, is important. With. That transition. Yeah. So between. number one is okay. Clinical sites. And Dan, you said this, they are the starting grounds for professionals. Right. So they are always bank on them leaving. Academia has to run into this, too. Right. You don't get your degree and stick around at that university. You get your degree and you go out in the world and you do stuff. Mm. So we always did planned redundancy. It's a little more expensive. But, you know, when you get one person leaving, there's another person who knows what the heck is going on. And then at least you can backfill instead of having to do an emergency. But it's. I mean, again, planned redundancy is expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine on a budget doubling every single line item for coordinator time. Sponsors don't want to do that. So it cuts into your margin. But yeah. one of the things we used to do is we used to put the junior coordinators, we'd let them shadow all of the different coordinators with different skill sets. So like, you know, you had that super duper OCD organized coordinator and you had that off the cuff coordinator who could work well under pressure. You have all these coordinators with different professional skills. Let the junior shadow every single one of them be, you know, work into the backup of all of the trials. And then it's like you got a floater, right? You got a one floater can help to do backup for all of the trials. And then someone leaves, you plug them in and you get another floater. So... That, I mean, there's, it's you can't blame these coordinators for starting at the bottom and then working their way up the ladder. I, I mean, what would happen if we just I would do coordinators? It when my coordinator told me what offer she got, and they were honest with me, like, hey, you know, I'm looking. And I said, well, you can look. It's I'll be a reference for you. You're not going to like it, but if they double your pay, like, you don't have to like it. <laughs> like everyone's got personal issues that they need to address financially. And who, I mean, who, who am I to say, no, you can't go. Or like, I'm going to give you bad reference. Nope. I'm actually happy for them too. I resonate with Brad on that. I'm happy for them, yep. but I go, I go hard on the, who took them. Like I'm already <laughs> talking to the coordinator that left or that's leaving. Hey, let's do videos. Let's put your LinkedIn. My goal is to get you hired before you start there. Mm -hmm. Like by someone else. <laughs> like even give you a higher raise like we're talking we're playing around but i'm kind of not playing 
Yeah. You feel me? You feel me, guys? Like, so, but I'm happy for them. The same thing when they go up in a site, which hasn't happened yet at my new site here, but in my old site, that's happened. We've had site owners. People, like, when you're hiring entry level and you're doing the grooming, you kind of feel like a special bond with them. Mm -hmm. And they do, too. But eventually, like, the name of the game is, like, either you make them, like, a director of your clinic or a partner, which I've done also, both of those, or they're going to end up leaving at some point. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not forever. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I'm with you. And I like to do that, you know, as I was a phlebotomist for so long, and I feel like I was capable of doing more. I just needed somebody to take a chance. You know, I got into clinical research and it worked out. So I would try to pass that on, right? Like bring in MAs and people who don't have research experience who are very capable, but they might only be making, you know, 12 bucks an hour, you know, uh, but I can, yeah. you know, I can improve on that. But to your point, you do, you feel a little bit of like a, a connection there, but that goodwill only lasts like for so long, right? If, oh, if you're only getting, so you get to a certain point and you're like, okay, well, you know, we're still, you know, we're growing, but we're still not, I don't have a C-suite full of, you know, people like it's a pretty flat organization, you know, both by design and just by mm-hmm. the virtue of how big we are. But I don't have, I can't make eight directors positions happen, you know? It's so like, what, what can you do? <laughs> it's, I forgot, Brad, you had the phlebotomy background. My, the recent hire or the today we're, we're messaging her, mm-hmm. one of the two phlebotomy tech. So, and like, she interviewed really well. I think she's going to stick around for a while. That's kind of what that leads into the next thing. What do you look for when you hire? I mean, it's almost always, I mean, I'll be really honest. My, my interview process is completely informal. Like, I just want to talk to the person and like, I don't care about, I don't want, like, don't tell me your strengths and weaknesses. Like I don't, anyone can prepare for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. as much as I, you know, maybe it's not the most professional, but I literally just want to have a conversation. And I feel like you learn so much just by having informal conversation. I like to leave big pauses in the conversation and let them mm-hmm. fill it because I find so often if you stop talking, people will tell you things like unprompted. You know what I mean? So, or they'll yeah. just be silent. Happened yesterday. Well, and that, that happens too. And I that's mean, okay. I talk and then they. I mean, and frankly, somebody who can be comfortable with that silence says something about them too. You know, like you yeah. can learn something regardless of what their uh, response is. But frankly, almost anyone can be taught to read a protocol, follow a grid. If you're building eSource, it, it takes a lot of the like guesswork out of it anyway, if you're doing that for them sort of more centrally. So I want somebody that like I want to work with every day. Mm-hmm. And that my team wants to work with every day. That goes a long ways. It's it's way underappreciated. Like if you're good at your job, but you're an asshole, I don't want. I don't care. Get out of here. You know, like, we'll I don't work with you. Yeah, we'll unpack that. What about you, Fox? What do you look so, for? So this is too perfect. This is I. This is very fresh. We've been talking about this a lot with a lot of site owners, and I will not claim this idea because it wasn't mine. But I don't want to say who it was in case he doesn't want me to tell him. He said the very first thing he does is he asks the potential candidate to go to the grocery store and to buy a bunch of stuff. Here's some money or some dry bucks. ice. No, well, no, <laughs> go buy stuff and fill up a shopping cart. And then he watches them. He goes to the grocery store and watches them. And he sees if that person takes the shopping cart back after they load up their car. 
Ah. So it's a really, really good true so test. It's just like a, it's a courtesy. hidden test. Yeah. It's a hidden test. And I don't want to say who it was, but if, if he ever does want to be called out, then I'll say who it is. But one of my biggest red flags when I interview are the self-entitlements. So yep. oh, I can only work Monday through Friday, only within these hours. I have to have this. And I'll, if they're so structured <laughs> that you're like, yeah, there's no way you could possibly survive as a coordinator at my site, then it's like, okay, thank you very much. So flexibility just by the demands of the applicant mm. courtesy honestly chemistry if they you, it, it's really important in a site because you have to maintain your culture interview your team members after they meet them don't just interview that person you got to see how your team members get along with this person because everyone's going to have a different perspective based off of the jobs that they do so it's a really big comprehensive discussion to bring on the right person I know it seems timely and it seems expensive, but it's far less than bringing on a person that is not going to do very well for your team. It, it only takes one toxic person to completely contaminate your culture. One, especially when it's when it's small. Yeah. I, I just I'm fresh off of like 10 interviews. And from those 10, like three were no shows. That's their self-filtering. Um, three, we offered the job. One actually didn't take it the next day and that which is today and um the other what is that five or so the other four i think there was something like either they were too quiet or they weren't they didn't show interest because i always before they come in we send them like our website that's like Mm kind of my shopping cart test so i send them the website i'm like here check this out and then i have my guru one too so i I send them a few videos. If they don't come in talking about, like, I don't care. Oh, I subscribed. I don't want that. But if they co- if they don't come in knowing, like, something about either what we do, because it's on our website. I made it. I know it's on there. Mm-hmm. Or, like, high-level things about the industry, which I send them video. Then I know, all right, they're probably too busy, but. I understand that part, but they're not passionate enough to like even look at our website and see what studies we do. There was like two of them that they didn't have no idea. They didn't even know what clinker research was, which after I sent them the links. So that yeah. was my shopping cart test. I, I think I texted you about this, but I had an RN come in who was a referral from one of the oncology doctors we work with. And he's like, you should interview this guy. I think he'd be great for you guys. Um, and, Honestly, I was kind of on the fence, not about the guy, but about hiring an RN at this time. I was like, I don't know if we need it. But the guy came in and he's like, yeah, um, you know, I, I look, looked you up. I watched, I watched the five-hour Dan Svera video about <laughs> yes. uh, clinical trials. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm not going to tell him that because he's going to get a big head about it. <laughs> That's right. I was like, but, but again, like he showed, you know, some some great, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Some, like some he's self- invested. I mean, you know, he's self motivated self-directed which how important is that because i don't i don't like to micromanage anywhere i've been where there's micromanagers has been a terrible environment so again having is that knowing that they're they're coming in with that level of they'll figure it out and how much of what we do is like how well can you figure it out the answer is never really Mm -hmm. handed to you but can you be resourceful 
and be self-motivated and directed enough to go figure it out. And so for right. me, I was like, okay, well, I mean, that kind of tilts the scale. He's, he started what last week and, uh, you know, doing okay. Yeah. Doing, doing great. I've got a, so I've got a monkey wrench to throw in here. This is another dynamic I heard from some of the sites and you might like this, but some of the sites are finding that the people who interview really well are bad employees because there's they all they do is interview they can't keep yeah. a job mm. but the ones that are kind of awkward like ah, i don't know if i can read them well it's, it's kind of weird awkward they turn into the best workers it just takes a little bit of time to get them into the into the group so then it's like well you know how much of the decision can you trust in the interview if someone's super duper good at interviewing it means that they probably interview too much yes well, that's I why, agree. and again I that's agree. why i've avoided sort of the generic you know, questions that Tell get asked because yeah, any, yeah. I'm saying anyone can, again, if you've interviewed, yeah, you've got something, you know how to say your, what your biggest weakness is, but then make it sound like a strength. Like, I don't care about, don't come on, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> like, don't do that. It's just like, let's talk. What are you into? Tell me about mm -hmm. something, what, you know, and then, then, you know, if you see some, something they're passionate about and how they talk about it, again, I think there's, I hate to say it, but it's almost like a vibe or a more, uh, intuition that you get just from having sitting down and talking to a person like they're a freaking person you know mm -hmm. it's a vibe i agree hire for um hire for attitude train for aptitude i don't yep. know who said that probably a bunch of people but i've been living by that since 05 06 was my first employee that's mm -hmm. never failed me never now and i don't define employees leaving as failing that's the market being the market mm -hmm. But like I've never had to fire someone based off of like following that rule. When I disobeyed that rule, yes. Had to I fire did. someone. Yep. So and to everyone out there who's taking interviews and doing them, uh, one of the telltale signs that it's a successful interview is that people actually volunteer information. And that's what I, I think that that's good is when you start to open up to that applicant and start sharing things that you may not have shared just as a result of the interview process then that's a good sign that you're making a good connection it doesn't mean Wait, you get who, the needs, job. who needs to share you the you the interview no the person the who's person? interviewing like oh, okay. you know if you're sitting there and you start volunteering information like oh this is what we do this is it yeah. means that you're trying to impress the applicant and that's that's the next step so once you want to impress the applicant that's when you start sharing things. You, you start expanding. You start talking about your mission and what you're doing at your organization. That's when the interviewer knows that you're interested. If it is very cut and dry, ask the questions. Thank you very much. Odds are it probably wasn't a very successful interview. Yes. Yes. Well, and, you know, I think, think about us though. I mean, we, I think we're probably different in a lot of ways. I mean, look, we're not some, there's not some HR department who's putting someone through a series of psychological batteries and then you know we're just me talking to the person like we are the people you know spending 40 hours a week with this person so i think there's a little bit of different uh, you guys reading these comments at all yeah i know yeah the comments okay. the comments are sick we're gonna get to them there's one more thing i want to bring up though um like you said like i also don't do like formal interviews mm -hmm. there are things i notice so I was just talking to our lead CRC about this yesterday. When you're interviewing someone, supposedly you're seeing their best version of themselves yep. for like 10 minutes, right? Yep. So if you see anything 
that doesn't sit well with you, it's probably going to be magnified 10 yeah. times over when you actually have to deal with them. So one of the things I noticed on one particular person, and I don't care about tattoos, guys. I don't. I really, really don't. I don't have any, but I don't care. Yeah, Brad's all sleeved up. I, I could care less. Here's the thing, though. All right. This girl had a tattoo like right here on her neck. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's not even a big deal. It's not even like face tat or anything. She wore a, a shirt that didn't cover it where you could easily have covered it. To me, again, I could care less. But it showed a lack of judgment on her part because how does she know that I could care less? And then that lack of judgment right there or common sense will not translate well into doing a study mm-hmm. in many examples. So little things like that I try to focus on, like just this person's too sounds too good, like they're probably like prepared or this person said that, I didn't like that, let me double click on that and ask them more. Stuff like that because you don't have many opportunities. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, I also think about who you're pay- who like, who are they going to be interacting with? And is that going to be a good fit? Because you know, they may be a great person and they may be great at their jobs, but they just may not be a good fit for your company culture or for, you know, I may not I may not want to send the <laughs> crazy tattooed person or someone who's wearing a suit. I don't want to send them out to my rural clinic because farmers yeah. don't want to talk to a guy in a suit. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Uh, they want somebody who who sounds and they can like them and they can relate to. So sometimes it's a matter of, you know, whatever the fit for that position might be as well, which can be a little more difficult to nail down sometimes. You guys want to go through some of these comments real quick? I'd love to. These things are great. Right now, like, subscribe, comment, share. What are you doing? Okay. Ingrid, I'm based in South Africa. I would like to start a new site in one of the regions that doesn't have clinical research site but have public and private hospitals closer and potential patients do it. Ingrid, you're going to be, that's a bit on so Ingrid. I will say TV. that is a huge targeted area. There's a lot of people trying to do that in South Africa. I have friends, I have PIs, I have sites who are doing the same ambition. And I, I think that's going to be a hot market. Jump on it now. Uh, use YouTube. Dan Safara has, I don't know, years worth of content that can help you. Pump it up, Fox. Hype, man. (laughs) Listen, guys, starting a site, I'm going to say this. It's amazing, okay? Like, I wouldn't do anything. Well, I would do other things later, but it's an amazing career. The first step is, like, maybe the hardest. Then it's surviving the lack of cash for, like, a year or two. I'm just cross that point so you would think life is gravy now it's not i'm arguably more stressed now than i was on day one mm-hmm. because i'm having to deal with all this shit cleaning yeah. up all this stuff transitioning coordinators where no one knows what they're doing so i gotta be the bridge it's like this is the part that's challenging you think you made it after two years oh you're good autopilot no mm-hmm. no no my friend it's just getting started. So that's Welcome what I, to yeah. purgatory. If so, Starting a site is just like getting an advanced degree, to be honest. Someone told me that a long time ago. If you are not 215% dedicated to getting that degree, turn around now. It's <laughs> never going to be easy. Even after you get the degree, 
I don't know how many times I've heard someone say, because I made a mistake, well, I'm no doctor, but so as soon as you get that mark, you're, ex- you have this expectation to be, you know, to never make a mistake. And uh, so, so Ingrid, you, that's your shopping cart test is you better be 300% motivated to do this, be motivated to find the information. It's all out there. You're going to have to build your own story. Just use the information that's on the internet. Find a PI. Welcome to the rabbit hole. Goes very <laughs> deep. We're nowhere near the bottom. I still, I think all three of us are like somewhere like in the top. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. And I, you know, I take I take calls from people like this. You guys probably do too. Every week, starting the site. How do I, what do I do? I'm I'm at a point now where I tell people like, listen, just be extremely like cognizant of of uh, you know. Don't try to grow fast. Don't try to take on the world. Go slow. If you can manage it yourself and be, you know, happy and make enough money, consider staying very small and manageable because, you know, we've expanded. We're still expanding. But with every, I mean, it, what, it, more money, more problems, you know? I mean, the oh, more man. you go, the more That's you go, the harder and harder and harder it is to keep all the balls in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. And there comes like a weird tipping point where it's like, you either got to go, it's like purgatory, you know, you either stay small or you have to sort of crash through that plateau mm-hmm. uh, to get going. And that's not an easy thing. And as you guys know, this is, it doesn't go like this. No, you know, it goes like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now we're doing great. Oh no, this sucks again. Oh, we're screwed. Okay. Oh no, we're perfect. We're the biggest company in the world. Oh no, we're ruined. I quit. Oh, don't forget when you, when you start to get on top, you have more people targeting you to try to bring you down the parasites the legal parasites oh, the ones who want to sue exactly. you the ones who think you have a bunch of money well so, i i straight up think one of my interviews was like um you know set by someone mm-hmm. a recon mission yeah yeah a mole yeah yeah i really do and maybe i'm paranoid um but yeah brad you're exactly right like i could keep it small and I, maybe i'd be less stressed but i'm trying to exactly do that crash through the plateau and i think technology Okay, let's do a quick shout out before the comments. Versatrial, if it wasn't for these dudes right now and me making sure when my coordinators were there, put every link in Versatrial. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's redundant. Put it in there. We have like 30 links in the studies. Now, when I take over, I don't have to think, well, what's the IRT? Well, what? how do I pay patient? No, no, it's all in there. Boom. Here you go. So that that right there is like five to ten hours of like just – Fishing through emails, calling people—it's just click. Versatile shout out. Same thing with Creo; it's been helping me tremendously. Let's get through these comments. Philadelphia, There's a lot of them, man. Hey, Phil. Philly's good. What yep. do you want? Alessandro's He's... best cheesecake ever, or uh, a cheesesteak? Uh, sorry, cheesesteak. Yep. Yeah, best, yep. best. Philly, look, avoid universities. I tell you guys, avoid the university. Mm-hmm. Go to small sites. You never heard of it. Well, how do I find a site if I never heard of it? There's this thing called Google. Are looking. There's this thing called networking. All right. Um, Frank, Ingrid, get a PI. That's number one. I'm looking for internship currently. High Tower Research, I hear, is hiring. <laughs> shoot, shoot me a message. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> and I'm looking for a Kalanga Research Coordinator job. Brad, yep. your guy. <laughs> Maybe Clap. if you're in if you're in Dallas or in rural Arkansas, then you should talk to me because there could be some mm-hmm. some opportunities here pretty fast. Shoot, hint, Dallas, hint, Dallas hint. I could see rural Arkansas. 
I feel like you're me and Yuma just doing what you got to do with the ingredients you have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dallas, there's a big ACRP following too, Brad. We'll get you hooked up with them. Yeah, I don't think that'll be hard to, to find some, some help. Yeah, Dallas there. is them. That, yeah, there's a lot of people out in Dallas. Go-getters. I would love to shadow any mentor, but in the U- EU, I feel they give zero opportunity for juniors. Forget about finding a prestigious mentor. Find people on LinkedIn. That's mm-hmm. like normal people. Right, they they will help you. Remember, when you want a mentor, you gotta also like think, well, what's in it for them too? Like, mm-hmm. make make and it worth their while. It you, this industry is is a great place to where you are not a junior for very long, and that's it within your court to fix. There's so much information out there. It's, you know, it, every day, watch a YouTube video. You don't have to binge. But every day, learn something. Write it down. And eventually, you're not going to be a junior. People are going to start looking up to you. So yeah, don't... I, I think it's crazy how much LinkedIn has evolved Yeah. in sort of our space. Because, I mean, there's still a lot of, like, marketing and bullshit and people just sort of <laughs> self-congratulating themselves over yeah, dumb, dumb things memes. that aren't real. Beyond but... thrilled. Beyond thrilled. <laughs> right. But, I mean, we're actually seeing a lot of truly useful content and people engaging and like real conversations and not just you know mm-hmm. again not just like just patting each other on the back yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right right so i did not that, and ignoring if, the problems if you know how to get in there and engage i think it can be a great shortcut i frankly look i'm i'm still tell people like i'm an introvert i don't like to i don't like to approach people I'm sort of awkward oftentimes in conversation. So like it took me a long time to sort of build that muscle to just start talking to people. And now, now I, hell, I talk to too many people. I'm sick of it, but you know, <laughs> nonetheless, it's, it's extremely valuable. And look, I can't tell you how many people I talked to. I had a partner in the beginning who was like, why do you spend all your time talking to all these people? It seems pointless. And then when a year and a half has passed and somebody circled back and said, Hey man, we had a great conversation. Now I'm, you know, I'm helping identify sites for a study. Let's talk. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's it, man. This stuff comes back to you. You know, if you just have conversations, try to provide value. Don't try to beg everyone for stuff. Just Mm -hmm. engage meaningfully. A lot comes back to you in that process. And it's a long, it's a long game. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Probably it could, but it's very likely over time. You're going to develop a very deep network. You have to like it for the sport of doing that. Yeah, it is. It's like playing poker. Like it is. You don't play. You don't go all in on your first hand. You may play for twelve hours before you get a great yeah. hand, and then you you can play it. But you got to be patient. You know, you got to be patient, and you got to want to work the system a little bit. So I just got a message from someone. They said, "Hey, I've been following you for eighteen months. I believe in everything you said. I was a CRC when I started." I'm now working at a big sponsor, one of the big global sponsors. What can I do to help you? Oh, give us and, easy. Give us yeah, studies, <laughs> SOS, all you know, everything ah, else, SOS. CRPN. So we need a sponsor, sponsor at SOS. We have sponsors. We need yeah, a sponsor. Still sponsor. looking for that sponsor. Sponsors want to join in, man. It's it's turned into a really good conversation. We'll just say that, and it's not like the whole. CRO bashing, industry bashing, site complaining kind of a thing. This is some pretty legitimate well, conversation. And if you think about it, it's in sponsors' best interest, maybe even CROs, for us to have this conversation. Like, 
how do you nurture a coordinator? Because we're feeding, what we're doing is feeding the ecosystem. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what can my, we do to enhance your future employees? Because they're, yeah, you know, they're coming from us. Yeah. My CRC now might be your employee in a year or two, you know? So this, you, you have a vested interest. And then if you have a relationship with the site, like, I don't know if any sponsors do this with sites like, hey, we we'll, we'll have a program or any employees that want to are thinking about leaving, like we'll take them on in exchange. Mm-hmm. You get like some resources from us, studies here and there. I don't know if that would be like maybe not a bad idea. Keep on these do- comments, man. There's a lot of them. Uh, these comments, man. Uh, don't be an asshole. <laughs> what's, you know? up? what's up, Kylie? <laughs> Kylie, you hit the nail on the head with that one. My question is, would CRO and U.S. ever give a chance for juniors coming from EU? Yes. I've interviewed people on the show like have done this. Exactly. Ingrid, precisely. See, I think people are agreeing yeah. with you, Fox. Like, uh, San Fran. San Fran's an interesting market. Hey, I, okay, so, uh, well, we'll see some Chicago's. The Chicago people. So Chicago. just so you know. I'm in Illinois. I know for a fact that we are currently forming a society, an Illinois Society for Clinical Research Sites right here in Illinois, and it's going to be based in Chicago. So if you're looking in the Illinois area, there's a lot of opportunity in the Chicago area. There's a huge initiative to grow research in that area. So let's just remember that. Look there around, is. talk, talk to your other clinical research sites. We're all coming together. Frank says, I'm looking to get my foot in the door in clinical research. I live in Baltimore, and I know that I'm a team player. You know, you may know, but how do the sites know? How does Brad in Maryland know? If there is a Brad. Brad's a one-of-one, but there is somebody in Maryland that owns a site that you don't know, and they don't know you. Okay, passion, willingness to learn. Careers.innovative. Man, joy with the... Guys, what the you can network in the comments. This is what it's about. It's better than anything else. That you yeah, make make friends in the comments. I mean, I feel like a lot point. can come. A lot can come, come from, from that alone. And imagine what SOS would do if this isn't a round table. Imagine what you do at the conference. Fox is like on it today. Uh, critical thinking, exactly right. Like the tattoo thing doesn't escape me. Like I don't even care about tats, guys, but. The fact that you didn't cover it up when it's so easy to do just got me thinking, what are you going to do with the EDC then? Okay. Von Tree says, my team once interviewed and hired someone for a coordinator position who doesn't believe in medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I now interview and hire directly, as you should. Smart. It only takes one. Jeez. Yeah. There's... That now... I'll say it. We did have anti-vax coordinators, and that was hard. That was weird during the. But COVID that's like fifty-fifty of the country, yeah. and I have PIs, PIs and sub-PIs, whose first line of defense for a patient is not medication. It's like, hey, how do we work on your lifestyle? Holistic. That's commendable. Yep. That's yep. commendable, but they they're not anti-medicine. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, they're doctors. Right. But I, I get what you're saying. There's spectrums of this, too. Sitting down and talking to a person like they're a person, this should be standard part of the interview process. I know. I agree. Uh, the problem is I'm not getting an interview. That's you know? tricky. Now, I wrote a book on that, right? So Oh, I, yeah. I have it. 
Yeah, I wrote a book on that, and I, I get it. It's frustrating, but remember, there's one thing you can't control for a job application, and that is who else applied for it. I can tell you it is really competitive right now, and just because you don't get an interview doesn't mean that it's your fault. It could be. Yeah, I mean, you may want to look at that. There's things you could do to improve to be the better candidate, but you can't take it personally. You just can't, and that's Live. that's really... I mean, if it didn't work, it didn't work. So just go on to the next one. Live like a career cowboy. How to successfully navigate the great professional frontier. You are a real cowboy, Fox. And then... <laughs> that was before a beard. Right? This is baby Fox, right? Baby here. Fox. Yep. Baby Fox. Go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. All right. No, no. All right. <laughs> Brad. Brad Hightower, to your point, hiring a phlebotomist. This is my second hire, guys. I Thank you, Brad, for like the uh, validation. And also you... Kartikeya, the, the, it's the way to go. Thank you. Thank you. I needed like to hear this. They already know how to interact with patients and the basics, how to do the job. The rest is good training. Yeah. I mean, there's so much carryover, I think, from that role. I mean, I, I was working in a plasma center, but I mean, our documentation practices were pretty much the same in terms of, you know, just, just good documentation. You interact. Yeah. You do have to interact with patients in a way that you're going to jam a needle in their arm. So you need to know how to make friends mm -hmm. with them. Right. It has to be very timely, right? Yeah, quite to intimate. It. It's quite yeah, an so intimate relationship. It, I mean, it honestly is. And you have people coming in who only want you to stick them every week, and you know, yes. you, it, it really you develop learn how to develop that with all kinds of different people, uh, which is again one of those things that is difficult to train unless you've just done it and been able to figure it out. I mean, my, two of my last three hires were phlebotomists, and they've been great. They've been. I mean, we just enrolled a thousand patients in a trial because I saw of that, these phlebotomists. Wow. A lot of so blood. I, I'm all I'm going to say is I, we're going to have a meeting with someone. There is an organization who has a goal to make a one million patient enrollment on one of their projects, and I think that we're going to be talking with them. So they're going to get met one on one by Fauci at their site. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, when's the last time you drew blood? Uh, I drew blood yesterday. Ah, okay, Brad Hunt, keeping the, the trail sharp. Man. I came in, it was a it was a missed stick. So a lot of times when somebody misses one, they just come get me. I'm they like the, the boss. You're like, now I'm like the troubleshooter. You're like the big yeah. guns over I'm here. Like the, I'm the phlebotomy <laughs> troubleshooter. You got hard veins. They come Dang. and get me. So Brad, see, the three of us were operators. This is not just talking heads. So this is what Save Our Site's gonna be about. Like you're getting mm -hmm. solutions from people dealing with things today, yesterday, the day before. Amazing. Okay. These comments are good. Mm -hmm. Many managers I work with are only looking for previous experience. Yep. I don't yep. like that strategy, at least for my type of site. And maybe all three of you guys, same thing. Um, what do you think about this? I mean, go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean it's, it's, it's the safe move. Most of the time, managers who are looking like that are not desperate. So they don't have to do that. I'm more of that give people a chance person so honestly the people that are uh given the chance they're more loyal they're more invested yes. into what you're doing you know if you're just checking a box you're saying i was here at harvard for five years or whatever it might be they're basing it off of their credentials not off of their desire to be at your organization well i think you need to find an organization that values something other than experience you know and yeah. again i mean honestly i 
I'm weary of hiring people with a lot of experience because I know that it's been at a site that has a completely different culture than mine. Mm-hmm. And it's hard I, to know, change. They're going to walk in and try to do things like they did. And I'm going to say, nah, like we don't do that. Yeah. We don't or do it. Honestly, nah, if, fam. If, if I look at it, a, an inner, uh, a resume or CV, and I see that someone spent like 20 years in an academic medical institution as a CRC. Honestly, it's kind of a red flag. Yeah. yeah. Cause like let's, let's face it. If you stick around academia too long, you're not motivated to be better. You're just there to collect a paycheck and move on. And that's what happens a lot at AMCs. I don't, I don't see AMCs being a long-term track. I feel like it's a whole different incentive model. And I've seen this even in places that aren't academic because <laughs> ultimately you get paid the same if you enroll zero patients or a thousand patients. You're going to get your three to 5%. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's in your best interest to not enroll any patients because mm-hmm. you're not going to get in trouble. You got less work to do. Yep. PI is not going to be up your ass about every little thing. So I'd see you coordinators in these places like go out of their way to find like an obscure yeah passage in somebody's medical record that's like oh they weren't compliant with a drug like 10 years ago so i don't think they're going to be compliant in the study so we shouldn't enroll them and i'm like what mm-hmm. yes well, yep. why are you going like if you worked this hard to enroll patients as you do to disqualify them like we would be millionaires you know like what are you what are you doing we yeah. have to fight one of the things i'm doing getting my hands dirty I'm literally fighting for every patient to get randomized. Like, yeah. I have to fight. Yeah. I could easily go the other way. Oh, screen fell for, like, exclusion number 18. But, no, look under the hood. No, no. Let's get a waiver. Let's let's talk to medical monitor. What do you think? Okay, clinician. As long as clinician documents this, you're good. But who's doing that at AMC? And, and so there's something that you said, Dr. Fox, if you're desperate. And I think the three of us, we're the site owners and the people hiring. So we're the managers and the owners. You're not going to find a diamond in the rough hiring someone safe. You will find a diamond in the rough hiring someone with potential and training them because it's risky, like you said. Mm-hmm. And at these sites, this is why this VC thing is like interesting to me how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. When you instill a manager, they're incentivized not necessarily to take risks, but to protect what you have already. Mm-hmm. you start getting these complacent type of people coming in. Oh, let me push this paper an inch to the right. My day is done <laughs> as opposed, but they're not messing up. They're not messing up. Nope. Either. Nope. As, as written duties. Well, as no, written. I went through you like the glass door. I like to go through glass door reviews because I find them hilarious. I um, love that. Do you have, do you pay for that though? Uh, no, I think you just have to put in a review okay. somewhere and then you get access, I think. Okay. But I like to go through and I like to read. And then, you know, I've seen a lot of other talk and a lot of these bigger companies uh, you guys are well familiar with. We've talked about, we've probably clowned on to different, uh, different instances, but they would be like, we've gone, I went through the whole interview process and I never talked to a single person who knew clinical trials. You know, even like the COO doesn't know how a clinical wow. trial works, which, you know, debatably, maybe that's fine in, in some regards. But like, you know, how, you, again, you've got too much of a disconnect and then they they hire a person and then they move down the path. They're not their problem anymore. It's someone else's problem to deal with. And then 
who's going to give a shit about that, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. they just pass the buck, and again, you have no cohesion in what's going on. I, I can see, and, and this is early on, but I can see when the quality as a result of private equity-owned sites dwindles because of what Dan was talking about, the complacency. I can see that being on feasibilities. It'll be on a feasibility. Is your site owned by private equity? And that could either be a plus or a minus. Mm. But yeah, until, like, play with those. until IQVIA buys them and then yeah know, and then it's just you know just award network. themselves award themselves their studies <laughs> is your site owned by hedge funds <laughs> <laughs> um okay this one that dan what about if the mark is from surgery not tattoo this was not surgery i know i come on it was yeah. like a snake like you can cover it right and surgery people know if a mark is from i'm talking a tattoo mm-hmm. like Brad's maybe, arm, right? Maybe it was a maybe it was a test on her part to be like, you know, this is who I am. I want to work in a place. That's so cool colored hair does that. Be, People come be. in with colored hair and they'll be like, we'll see how they treat me. And it's how I, you know, if they treat me differently because I have colored hair, like pink, purple, the crazy not a place, hair. Not a place they want to work. Maybe it's something I don't want to work at. I get, right. I get what you're saying. At least in your first. You had the option. You yeah, had yeah, the yeah, option yeah, yeah. to wear a normal shirt or a shirt that shows the tattoo. And you chose... Option A or option B. So you don't know who's interviewing you. Like, do you really want the job? You're going to try to think it through maybe, right? That's That was my that was my thinking. Um, I actually could care less about tattoos. Uh, I feel like excellent customer service and actually witnessing this with potential new hires is huge. If you're willing to do what's needed and whatever is needed for a customer, patient, stakeholder, yeah, exactly what we're yes. talking. And this is like anti-AMC. There's a few angels that work at these AMCs. You know who you are. You guys are saints, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in these Well, you keep it department. together. You keep it going. Yeah, especially in these cancer departments where they're just like, you know what? F the regime. I'm here to like help this patient out. There's people like that. And God bless you guys. First of all, big thank you. With free info. It's all free, testimony, guys. Man. Free 99. I commented on one of your posts about not getting called back. You replied, wow, I did. That's amazing. And follow your advice. Not only lend a call back, I have an offer. Now my dilemma. The employer wants to start me at 17 an hour. He also wants me to sign a three-year contract. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Nope. I'm with this owner until after this comma, 17 an hour. Because I do basically the same thing. I don't do the rest of this. Right? I hope my strategy is... That 17 is going to, within three, six months, going to be a lot more and a lot more after that. And you're going to stay. But that's my escape hatch for you if you're not good. Like, hey, you know, go out. But I'm not locking people into three-year contracts. Yeah, this is not indentured servitude, man. It's Everything's yeah. at will. And if you do a non-compete, then you better really be careful with what you sign, especially three years. A lot can happen in three years. And... But be careful. With, like, look in your state. Um, Nika, look in your state. Uh, like talk to, it wouldn't hurt to talk to an attorney like it a lot of these things are not enforceable they're just scare tactics mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and this yeah, that's, is why that's job seekers need to come save seven yeah seventh it's exactly that's but this minimum look, wage isn't it this shameless plug for us save our sites.com this is why we made save our sites.com so affordable mm-hmm. it's not just for the sites for the people like you to meet site owners that don't think like this Brad, what were you going to say? 17 hour? 
That's crazy. I mean, it seems insane to lock somebody in for three years. Like that's yeah. I mean, if you're gonna pay me six figures, man, okay, well let's let's talk about <laughs> it. Maybe maybe I'll commit to three years, but but seventeen dollars an hour, that seems that's predatory. A lot, a lot to ask. Yeah. I don't like yeah. it. That's their that's that side owner's defense for what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's almost like it's almost has like the opposite effect because I'm gonna I'm gonna be like hell no I'm not doing that you're gonna scare away anybody who's worth having. But there's you know? people that do it though. It must be true. It must work for him if 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 he's doing it. So. And I doubt he's gonna actually enforce it. It costs six figures to go to court. Yeah. Like it's just a scare tactic. No one's taking you to court and paying a lawyer hundred grand to fight you for your seventeen an hour three year contract. <laughs> right. Like, think about it. Think it through. I would take it and then leave whenever you want. But, hey, not legal advice. I'm not an attorney, okay? Nope. Get at Darshan Kulkarni. I'm not responsible <laughs> for your shit. <laughs> Thoughts of starting a site? Opre, nothing minimum. Let's go. Get these patients. What are you talking about, man? Don't think about that. Yeah, you can go standalone. I feel like a standalone might be coming. I mean, do you guys think it's becoming less popular? Uh, I think it's well. You can have standalone. You need to be attached to like at least philosophically to a private practice somehow. You need affiliations. I think relationships. It doesn't have to yeah. be physically in the same proximity, but having a strong right. relationship, I guess, and or many, yeah. obviously. The hobby departments are. I mean, there's still hobby departments all around here. Token, you know, partnership physician practice that wants to do research keep up some credentials and so they have a hobby department but it's not very comprehensive it's only you're lucky to get a trial based off of whatever physician is there based off of their interest if they want to do research it's just there's so many ifs you need an answer to the sponsor's question how will you get us patients when we have 50 exclusion criteria and by the way make it diverse too Mm -hmm. you need an answer to that show me your diversity plan and you can do that through advertising. Hats off to you. I need yeah. to network with you and figure out how you're doing it. <laughs> and there's some sponsors for SOS that say they can do that. Hit us up. For entry level CR- level clinical research, large CRO pharma seek candidates with several years. Many smaller boutique CROs and sites are open to hiring brand new passion. Exactly right. Exactly right. Brad, getting the shout-out, CRA is a great resource for identifying some stellar CRCs whom they have worked with on past studies. Yep, that's I a good idea. Yeah. I, I still actually, want to hire, like, experienced CRC. Global CRO sent a mass burst out to every site on a trial that says, are you looking to be our CRA? Call us. So they were utilizing... Serious? Yeah, they were <laughs> utilizing their entire site network as the, the CRO of a, a study. Who is this? You got to name the CRO. I, I don't want to get him in trouble. If you didn't <laughs> bankrupt their pack score after that, Fox, I don't have trust in your system, man. Just, Honestly, blink, just blink it and Morse, Morse code blink it, and then we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> well, let's just say that there's four letters and it's not an acronym. We're all trying to fake it. <laughs> that's okay. Here you go. <laughs> Man, that's terrible. If I honestly, if I saw that, I would like talk to some flip over. Yeah. The director is like, why are you saying this to my coordinators? Well, we really need CRAs. I need coordinators. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
So anyway, they do it. There, there are strategies to try to pull coordinators off of sites from wow. global, farm, global CROs. I always that to me that sounded like a conspiracy theory. Like, I thought of that possible. Email. Wow. Yeah, we need to post that one. Look at this. If you're looking for an internship and you're in Chicago, this is where the comments. This is why you wake up to do this, guys. All right. So you're gonna love. I've got a site that is moving to Chicago right now, starting a brand new site. And that's just one example of, you know, I may have sites that could be looking for coordinators. No guarantee because I can't, I can't speak for them, but I can say the potential's there. Well, if you're listening on the podcast, if you're looking for an internship and you're in Chicago, call 312-823-6800. Man, you need your radio voice, man. Yeah, that's ra- uh, Brad, that's Brad, man. <laughs> I can't do. Brad's got that nighttime cruising lowrider oldies voice. <laughs> that Brad's the one for that real business relationship. Brad, mm-hmm. can you read out if you're in Chicago? Call, read out this number in your best radio voice. Let's go. Hold on, let me let me get into character here. All right, you got to put on. You got to put it on for radio voice. You know. Yeah. If you're in Chicago, call three one two eight two three six eight zero zero. There you go. That's, you're hired. You're hired. That. We'll send you the invoice later. No, no you ever done radio <laughs> advertisements for your trials, Brad? I have. Yeah, I've, I've voiced them over myself on occasion. I will, wow. don't blame you. Who's going to be fun. better than it's you? Fun. Real business relationships. Um, all right. I know you guys got to go soon. Let's go through some of these comments. Man, we got a bunch of comments. Oh, my gosh. What are you going to all doing to attract talent from underserved underrepresented groups. Ooh. Oh, I that's a podcast. Especially challenging. That's a, I mean, that that's a passion of mine. We could we could talk about that a long time, man. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys though, but I mean, I've I've gotten I mean, I've had relationships or made relationships with uh, you know, different you know, like you know, African American physicians in our community. Uh, and so I mean, work with them. Talk to them. They know people too, you know. So uh, and especially like if I want to have a coordinator serving that community, I want that, I want them to be a part of that community. Um, this is what we could be dealing with shortly, like in rural Arkansas, it's like a 78% African-American community. Yeah. Well, I'm probably not going to hire a white guy, you know, like <laughs> I want somebody who three out a part of, ten, of the, maybe a, a part of that community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of it is just, again, making those relationships in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then actually I mean, giving a shit enough to follow up on them and, and make them a reality. And look, I'll be honest, like we've not done as good of a job as I would like to. But I think that's something that uh, I, I'd like to, to focus on as, you know, the, the year kind of closes out here and get better at. Fox? I have national organizations that I'm working with right now with uh, IMGs. People who need, uh, they need sponsors to stay in the country. They're just looking for opportunities to get their experience. We're working with sites to place them just to try to keep them in the country. Uh, You have to focus on language. Language is key. If everyone in your site speaks English and you're trying to attract diversity, you're doing it wrong. Have them be bilingual. Buy Duolingo. Let people learn the language. I mean, there's so many things you can do, but you have to understand the needs of our community. Right. That's number one, because every community has a different need, which is also why you will never be able to scale up the need for diversity. You're going to have to hone in on the community relationships. 
As for me, we're in a border town, so it's like by default. You don't really have to try to do anything. It just <laughs> it happens. Like just there, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost like all my no, not all. Seventy percent of my staff's bilingual. Like it's it's we. I don't have to try much to do that. Uh oh, here's one someone for you, Brett. I remember you. Oh, beyond you. Uh, 2022 CRA Academy. Internship in Dallas. All right, Brad said already. There you go. Like, you just hit him up. All right, shoot me a message. Uh, Nelson, man, what clubhouse legend? What happened to clubhouse? It's gone. Nelson, you had your your window for like there. (laughs) Nelson was killing clubhouse. I made friends by using the Sunshine Act. All right, I may have to stop reading the rest of this. I don't get what you're saying. I made friends by using the Sunshine Act to find sites that made the most money. <laughs> I love Nelson, man. <laughs> then whenever I was in a different city, I would cold call those high-revenue sites to ask for a tour. Man, Nelson, you, you're like that, that I don't ghost know if that can navigate through us. everything, man. I, I love it. Great ideas. This is actually maybe legit or he's trolling <laughs> I don't know which one. No, if I mean everything I know about him is that's totally legit. Uh, he's got some of he's got some of the most like really uh, subversive techniques to some of the stuff that uh, I love now. I like it. I like it. Respect. You got to come to SOS, man. We got to like have a drink or something. Talk about some of these ways to hack the Sunshine Act to uh, fix our websiteers. The experience to me equal bad habits. Uh, I recently, oh, thank you, thank you. Is there a website which lists all sites? No, no. You know why? Easy. Nothing's. You know why? It's too volatile. There's no way a website could possibly keep up for this. There's a site popping up on the corner of everything. It's it's worse than some of the retail stores we know. Plus, the fact that it's hard is your barrier of entry. If it was easy, you'd have so much more competition going after these sites. I choose a non-asshole blank slate over an experienced CRC with 10 years of bad habits all day long. Exactly exactly what Brad said. Us as site owners, we're trying to extend our lives as long as possible, and we don't want people that are going to take years off of our lives. Uh, Man, thank you guys for doing this. This is like going way longer than I thought. You guys still have some time or what? I have time. I'm good. Which actually, yeah, I got, I got a for, for someone who was asking about sites in Ohio, guess what I'm interviewing with in like an hour? A site in Ohio. They want to talk about joining CRPN. So, I mean, I can tell you, there's sites, sites everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Sites Let's read everywhere. this one. RN for 20 years, 10 to 15 years, chemo infusion, unblinded pharmacist for three years, monitored unblinded staff, all the logs. What would you advise for my next step? I'm searching for a new position. I would love to be an unblinded CRA. Yeah, that's exactly what you should do. There's mm-hmm. the, uh, all, all the, your passion. Yeah. Yep. Matter of fact, if it. someone's watching right now from a CRO, I know are CROs still hiring? Yeah. Hey, Rebecca, call call a CRO called Citero. Okay. Ah. Call Citero. Right, I, I just saw a bunch of. And I don't know, I, this is just hearsay, so bear with me here. But I mean, I, Icon and MedPace both did some layoffs over the last like couple of days, uh, I believe. Did you see on some for, of their... uh, for, for Tria or the new LabCorp one just announced layoffs? Yeah, I so say yeah, it feels like there's been a, a little bit it's of like, a there's been a little bit of a wave. Their, maybe it's their redundancy, like they're you know when they were 
I don't know what's going on, but but who are I, they laying off though? It's not CRAs. I don't know. I, I just think saw. There have been, I think there's been some CRAs, and I know that a lot of these guys are moving a lot of their in-house uh, roles like overseas and sort of offshoring yeah, some of that. That's a trend. That's a trend. Yeah. So I don't Project know. This is, again, this is just getting thrown a few that. a few comments I've seen that there have been some layoffs over this last week. I think at, with actual CRAs, and again, mm-hmm. I take that with a grain of salt. I'm not a I'm no Walter Cronkite, but it's just what I've what I've seen. See, the CROs kind of have a vision of what's happening in the next 18 months based off of how they submit RFPs. So maybe there's a shrinkage in RFPs. We don't know. It could be that revenge research as a result of COVID is ending. It could be that we're finally seeing the deflation of research after a hundred year pandemic. We're not sure. Why are, that... sites, why are sites so busy? It's just like a lagging indicator or what? Yes, exactly. So, you know, what we're working on right now are what CROs processed 18 months ago in RFPs. Okay. So 18 months from now, if we see a downtrend in studies. You'll see what you'll see why CROs are laying off right now. Yeah. Okay. There's an 18 month lag between what sites experience and what CROs are getting awarded. So our 2025 SOS, will talk about this, if it does materialize. Yep. Maybe it's just temporary. Well, keep in mind, healthcare integration, I'm going to preach it still, it's going to happen. And by 2025, odds are you're going to have things like that happening. So I think sites will be fine. They'll be insulated, Uh especially because trials are, you know, Trials are going to become more efficient, and one way or the other, sites are going to have two years of work. Doesn't matter. CROs, we'll see. You've got oh. eSource coming in. You've got all of these other things coming in. Data managers may not be needed anymore. So there could be a bunch of. Now, this is off topic. Let's. I, I like getting back to the employees and helping people. Uh. Kalen, I knew this was coming. All right. You guys be ready to defend. Stand your ground. Hold yep. tight, gentlemen. Don't don't acquiesce. Interesting take on AMCs. I work for an AMC to make clinical impact and multi-community impact within the city. Maybe an anomaly, but AMCs have pathways and other connective roads to the public community that non-AMC sites have may not have. Perfect story for you, Caleb. Perfect. That right there is the exact reason why AMCs are the problem. And this is why. I worked at a private physician organization. We tried to work with AMCs and they held this holier than thou. We're in it for the right reason, kind of an explanation. And they looked down on the private sites because the private sites actually needed money to do the job and the AMCs got state money. So this whole, I'm in here for the community. I agree. Thank you for your service. But that doesn't mean that private sites are evil. There's angels that work in these places. Saints. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's certainly you have to you have to understand. I mean, there's certainly nuance to what we're saying. We're not. Sometimes we generalize yeah. uh, broadly. At least it's I not do. Black I, and I white. oftentimes generalize broadly. But and, and I mean, honestly, although I mean, if anything, I mean, though, I think that's he's not wrong. Uh, he or she is not wrong. Like there are potentially some advantages that AMCs may have. I think part of the problem is that they don't utilize them in a meaningful way so often yeah. because of various reasons. Yeah. But again, not it, always well, the case. Of course, not always the case. I mean, okay. So you've got this perfect storm of complacency and turnover at an AMC, right? 
people who come in for an education, they want to get in and get out, or they live off state funds. They're not motivated to do anything. It's an easy, cushy job. I'm not saying cushy. Please don't be mad at me for that. And, Kaylin, the one thing I can say is those few angels out there at the AMCs are the only reason that things get done. Well, then a lot of them do move on once a better opportunity comes along. Here's the CRO. Someone solved the riddle. I've been thinking about it forever. I can't. I cannot confirm or deny. I cannot confirm. I cannot confirm (laughs) or deny. (laughs) Nelson, you can solely advertise without dealing with a medical practice. It's just rare among sites. So I just texted Nelson about this because I want to talk to him about it. But I know this is a big Mm -hmm. strategy for what he does is like, from what I understand, and please, Nelson, tell me I'm an idiot, but I believe he does very highly targeted and fairly pricey advertising spends, but the return is insane. It works so well, uh, which I could see. I, I haven't been able to figure out that equation yet. So yeah, you better, you better text Nelson, me back, I Nelson. I think your advertiser may be looking at being a sponsor for SOS. We'll see how that goes. Ah, so. Let's get him. Yep. Perfect radio voice. Uh, reach out to community run organizations as well. Quality for U.S. overall has fallen. Uh, it's really a big issue. Sites and CRA quality for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Dr. Fox, could you share some unique insights derived from the CRC survey results about issues related to retention and recruitment? Awesome, Kelvin. Great. A couple. Uh, nuggets that we're seeing is the average age of the CRC and a correlation between the age and the satisfaction. And also in the comments given a ton of, I mean, multiple times, I am so glad you're doing this survey. It's about time. What's I the average age? 32? 32. Yeah. 32. Of course, there's a huge variance. Well, of course. Yeah. Cool. Um, Brad, they're already pitching. Brad, you guys get just message Brad. You know? Yeah, just shoot me a message. We'll, we'll talk it out. Sitero, this is the yep. name of it, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. That's the name right there. S-I-T-E-R-O. I've never worked with them in any capacity. Uh, recession has caused many research budgets to be slashed, so backlog this is, is very shrinking. true. There's a huge trend right now in the negotiations. Uh, sponsors are trying to rein it in. And I won't lie, guys. You're probably going to see more pushback than you ever have. Nelson says he uh, uh, he does all his hiring the way the AMCs do it. Summer school job boards require some planning on the site side, but we think these are the best candidates. Smart strategy, Nelson. I've tried this in Orange County and Yuma. We have a, a junior college. I haven't done it there yet. Uh, no argument or negative outlook on private sites at all. Just providing. Yeah, yep. I know, Kalen. I was expecting a fight, and I. Back and forth, man. Back and forth. And I agree. I see both sides. And I've been on both sides. I understand completely. I was just coming from me. I was at an AMC and then I went to private. And it was just shocking to me how the people I thought were friends just treated me like a complete traitor. It was really weird. Really weird. I started out AMC as well. Edie says, AMCs often leave a ton of capacity and prowess wasted on the table because of inefficient processes or mm-hmm. leadership. Yep. Right. And I think those are manufactured, Edie. I really do. There's reasons for that. Um, I think that's it, guys, for the comments. 
you know, there's a lot yeah. more. We can do this all day. We need um, SaveOurSites.com, guys. If you don't look, September fifteenth, we're not playing around. It's gonna go from one hundred fifty bucks a ticket to two fifty. Yep. It's already automated. I don't need to do anything. I could forget. All right. Yep. And uh, you know, happen. Friday the thirteenth, October. Right. Scary time, especially scary if you thought you wanted to be a sponsor for SOS and you chose not mm. to. It's over. There's Spooky. a reason why. Uh, we've got a lot of plans for our sponsors. We've got months of promotion for our sponsors and October 13th, the cutoff line. So if you, your sponsor and you want to do it, you got a month, you got a sponsor zero (laughs) instead of mass emailing sites to get their coordinators, just come to SOS, do it the right way. Yeah. Come talk to the coordinators. who want to talk to you. Stop poaching. I didn't know they do that, man. That's disturbing to me. Icon. That's a shame. Shame guys. I cannot tell you that. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys anything else last thoughts or i know we gotta go i gotta Versa go trial crpn crc study take the sos agenda poll if you want to vote to see what we're talking about what other conference does that what other conferences what do you want to talk about we will provide you the environment the speakership everything that you need to get something done so we need your engagement this is your conference Brad, that's it. Yeah, just everybody uh, keep on grinding out there. Have a good one, guys. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Go follow everyone on here and in the comments. Bye-bye.